Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. trying to help educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. And when do we do that? Well, I'll tell you, we do it Wednesday night. Okay, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it might be 8, it might be 8.30, it might be 9, but you'll catch me here on Wednesday night uh, any time in between there, okay? <laughs> but we're back at 8 p.m. Yes, we are. All right, and there are several ways that you can join me, that you can tune in to the show. Let me go ahead and tell you when it is right now. One, you can pick up your telephone dial, 347-826-7924. You can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash LLSports2. That is the number two. Or you can catch me live on Facebook. Yes, go live about uh, ten minutes after after the hour. Try to get in the first break and then I go live. But um, I was going live at the top of the show because you know sixty minutes is not a long time, especially if you like to talk. Hello. <laughs> so we're back to our regularly scheduled programming, okay? But um, this is an interactive show as well, okay? What does that mean? That just means I want to hear from you, the listeners, the fans, okay? I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say. What's going on in the world of sports? If you want to vent. Um, if you have ideas, suggestions, things, you know, just things you want to talk about in the world of sports, that's what we're here for, right? like to get a good dialogue going on. So whether we talk about it over the phone, whether we talk about it in the timeline, uh, whether we talk about it in the chat room, I just I want to hear from you, okay? So to make that happen, again, all you have to do is dial 347-826-7924. You can press the number 1 if you tune in on the telephone. You can create an account. If you listen to me online, so you just go to that home page, create an account, and then join me in the chat room, or you can join me live on Facebook, Tina D. Jackson. 
All right, that's how you friend me, and then I'll tag you um, in the post, okay? It's just that simple. All right, so uh, let's see. Don't, don't forget, if you're not following the show already, please do that. Just, again, go to that homepage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash LLsports2. Uh, make sure to follow all of the prompts, but most importantly, make sure to activate your email. That way your number can be counted. And then also you can catch me in iTunes, all right? So just go to LLsports2 with TJ, hit subscribe, and it's just that simple. All right, so uh, first I want to take care of uh, just a little housekeeping and, and, and information here. Um, I want to first thank each and every one of you for your support and your understanding during these past what, 41 days, I believe it was, while I participated wholeheartedly in the Lenten season this year. Um, and I am so proud to say that during this season, um, I did discover how much more I want to strengthen my faith and, and grow into who God has called me to be. So with that being said, um, I did mention last week that there may be some permanent changes to the show, and there will be to some degree. So uh, with that, you know, like I said, with that being said, um, I have decided that I do want to continue to attend Bible study on Wednesday nights. But the good news, the great news is, is that um, our church, we do, not, um, we do not hold Bible study every single Wednesday night. So um, that's why it's not going to be a permanent change to the show, all right? So um, like I said, we, we do our Bible study in like sessions. So we just went through this session, which was Lenten season. And then I believe that our next one starts up in either June or July, but I would definitely keep keep you posted on the schedule because I know that um, if it weren't for you, then I wouldn't have a show. So I definitely have to keep you all posted on when things will be coming up. But um, I say all of that to say that until, you know, you hear otherwise, we will be having the show 8 to 10 p.m. every Wednesday night. But during the times that I will be attending Bible study, um, the show will go to an hour. So it's just not that it's every Wednesday, but you can expect some um, just some changes throughout the year. All right, I think it's going to be like three, maybe four times out of the year that uh, we do have our, our Bible study sessions. All right, so that's the good news. And, you know, I, I will admit, um, you know, when I, when I knew, when I was convicted that um, I knew that Bible Bible study was where I needed to be. I was a little worried, but, you know, um, uh, all I can say is, you know, one thing One thing I do know is when you get worried or when things come, you know, in your path, problems, situations, whatever, if you take your problems to the Lord, what? They wrote a song about it. He will work it out. Yes, he will. So um, so that's why uh, I do feel good about, um, you know, my decision, and uh, I know that it will not take me away from you. Um, for too long a periods of time, and it's just uh, it's going to make me a better person, which means that it'll help me to bring you a better show. Sound like a good plan, don't it? I think so. <laughs> All right, y'all, so let's go ahead. We're going to talk about what we're talking about tonight, which is sports. Tragedy, yes, it strikes in the NBA and the NFL. We will talk about that. The Zen, Phil Jackson. Has he gone too far? I say yes, but we will definitely talk about that. Um, the NFL loses um, the, a pioneer um, regarding diversity. Yes, we will talk about that, a, a significant loss in the NFL family. Um, David Fisdale, do you know the name? Well, you should, okay, if you Google it. 
a matter of fact, go to YouTube. But he puts the NBA on notice, and kudos to his um, players, too, because they stood up for him. Um, the NBA playoffs, they are in full swing. Yes, they are. We are in um, round one of the NBA playoffs, and they are not disappointing. And, of course, Aaron Hernandez, the top story today. Uh, I just have a question. Suicide or murder? We will definitely dive into that. Of course, Wednesday, Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. It's two hours. We're back, y'all, so we know, you know, we got so much more. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. And then, um, the, um, let's see, the break's tonight. Really no rhyme and no reason. There is an artist that is celebrating a birthday, so um, he's going to actually kick off the show tonight, the first break. A little bit of... Um, just uh, some stuff that I think is kind of pertinent to, to the topics that we're talking about and just hopefully some feel-good music so you know how I like to do. Um, but definitely after the first break, we will dive right into it. And, yes, I posed the question, Aaron Hernandez. Wow. Wasn't expecting this. But, again, the question, murder or suicide? We'll dive into it right after the break. This is TJ, your girl, LL Sports 2. We'll be right back after the break. Oh, 
Shout out everybody tuning in on the show tonight, everybody listening in online, on the phone lines, and shout out to everyone on Facebook. Yes, we are now live on Facebook. So hello, Justin, Atia. I see you, girl. Hey, Atia. And Tamara Smith joining the show. Welcome each and every one of you. All right, so I posed a question before we went to break. Murder or suicide, what do you think? Aaron Hernandez, it has been all over the news today. I don't think that anyone was expecting this. So um, 27-year-old Aaron Hernandez was found dead in his prison cell this morning. This is according to the Massachusetts Department of Corrections. Um, he was discovered hanging by a bed sheet in his cell. Um, this was also according to the statement. We know that he is serving a life sentence without parole for the murder of Odin Lloyd back in 2013. But the the strange, the odd, the um, questionable 
uh, timing of it because his death now comes just a few days. This was on Friday. He was acquitted of murder of two men in um, the Boston area. This crime happened back in 2012. So I want to do a quick rundown of the timeline of events from when he was indicted for the first murder till now. So June 2013, he was indicted on first-degree murder charges for the killing of Odin Lloyd. May of 2014, he was indicted for 2012 double homicide. Um, this was for the murders outside of a Boston nightclub. In April of 2015, he was found guilty and received the mandatory life sentence for Lloyd's murder. Um, then on Friday, as I mentioned, April the 14th, he was acquitted uh, of the 2012 double homicide in Boston and then today found dead hanging in his prison cell. Um, they say that the guards found him unresponsive. Uh, this is the Sousa Baranowski Correctional Center in Shirley. They found him just after 3 a.m. this morning. Um, again, he was unresponsive. They rushed him to the hospital where he was pronounced dead um, just an hour later at UMass Memorial Health Alliance Hospital. This is in uh, Leminster. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize. Um, but, again, just too many questions. Surrounding, um, surrounding this situation for me. You know, I, I am um, a very skeptical person, but I, I think that I tend to deal with reality. Um, you know, I, I go by the facts with what I see, with what I hear, and then sometimes you just have to use a bit of logic, a little bit of common sense too, I believe. Um, so they say that Hernandez was in a single cell, which was in a general populated area, uh, general population housing. Now, I've never been to prison. Don't plan on attending intending to go to prison at all, but I watch a lot of TV. I watch the, the fake dramas, and I watch the real shows. So when you see a, a single-person cell, not much room for them to, 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 to live in, but it's enough, you know, because they're there for a reason. But um, but in, when you're in Gen Pop, you know, there's, of course, other people around you, next cells next to you, across the hall, down the, you know, down the stairs and all that kind of stuff. So he's, they said that he's in a single cell uh, in general population housing unit, maximum security prison. Um, but they said that he hanged himself using a bed sheet that he tied to the window in his cell. Then they said that he tried to block the cell door from the inside by jamming the door with various items. I don't know exactly what you could put there, maybe the mattress. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's all in the cell that's movable. But again, just the timing of everything. He just got acquitted of the double homicide. I find that amazing that he was acquitted. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when we were talking about the case of Odin Lloyd, you know, a lot of people, uh, fans, you know, of the show, our producer Don, actually, um, he got on me because he felt like I was judging the um, – Basically, I was giving him his sentence based on emotion because technically, if you think about it, did the facts in the case prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Aaron Hernandez killed Odin Lloyd? Well, I think there was enough reasonable circumstance. You know, do I believe that he pulled the trigger and killed Odin Lloyd? No, I do not. I do believe that he, that, that two of the, um, well, I'm sorry, there were two people that he um, called to his house that evening. I do believe that one of those gentlemen may have actually pulled the trigger to, to, to kill him. But had it not been for Hernandez, 
I do not believe that Odin Lord would be dead because I do not believe that those two gentlemen would have come to Bristol, and um, I don't think that the situation would have happened. So did he cause the death of Odin Lord? Yes, he did, in my opinion, and the jury found that as well, which is why they found him guilty. So um, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to listen to this trial, but I do find it uh, just remarkably unbelievable that one of the witnesses that were um, that was on the stand in this case, as well as the Odin Lloyd case, was uh, a gentleman that used to be friends with Aaron Hernandez. Um, they are no longer friends. Why do you ask? Because Hernandez shot him in the face. And he shot him in the face because of the situation with the two killings in Boston. Um, Hernandez shot this man in the face and left him for dead where? In an industrial park. Does anybody see a pattern here? Um, So, again, no way am I trying to be judge or jury. I'm just trying to put all of the facts here together. So, again, I was very surprised that he was acquitted for for the the double homicide. But that's neither here nor there because he was acquitted. This was just on Friday. They said that Hernandez was, um, I did see the the YouTube video um, footage of it. He was weeping. He was openly emotional in court, which was a far different cry from what from the Aaron Hernandez we saw in the Odin Lloyd case. Um, but, again, he was very openly emotional. They said that his four-year-old, four-year-old daughter attended, um, she was in attendance at the courtroom, um, not for the for the verdict, but she had been there a couple of days, I guess, during deliberations. So um, they said that you know he was very you know happy to to be seeing his daughter. Um, his fiance was there. She's been sticking by him. The um, the lawyers, his defense lawyers, they said that he seemed very upbeat. He was very excited about the appeal process that they were about to embark on in the Odin Lloyd case. Um, there was a statement released by a former agent of Aaron Hernandez saying that the Aaron Hernandez that he knows and um, knows very well would not take his own life. They have um, He's still been in communication with them. So there's just there's just a lot of speculation and a lot of questions that I have. Um, again, this is uh, a prison, uh, a, a um, maximum security prison that, that we're talking about. But does that mean that, that things can't happen? Does that mean that things can't be staged? Um, of course, by placing objects and, and things up against the door, that leaves the question, okay, well, how could anybody build, how could any else how could anybody else be in there with him um, if he was able to kind of like barricade the door? Who's to say that there wasn't somebody in the room? We're, we're depending on the the reports, and we're we're depending on the um, you know the, the the people in what the the, the warden of, of the prison um, to be giving us factual statements. Um, I will say this: when I heard the news. Yes, it was sad because any time, you know, a person's life is taken, there's a little bit of, of sadness with that. But I didn't mourn too long for it. For Aaron Hernandez, I'm going to be honest because, you know, that saying, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Um, he's just been involved in too many incidences for me to 
call it a coincidence, to call him, you know, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, um, a lot of people are so quick to say that he's a product of his circumstances. You know, he, he they say he lost his father at the age of 16. Um, they said that up until then he had been a pretty, you know, pretty good kid. Of course, you know, boys will be boys. But once his father died, they said that Aaron Hernandez pretty much just spiraled out of control, started hanging around the wrong people. That's when he started getting into smoking weed and drugs um, and, and, and so forth. But um, in life we all make decisions. And there are so many stories that you hear in the NFL, in the NBA, hockey, baseball, what have you, um, doctors, lawyers, the mailman, the, the, the garbage, you know, the, the, the person who picks up your garbage. There are plenty of stories where people have overcome uh, their, their situation. They've overcome their circumstances. And they don't continuously find themselves in the throes of murder investigation. So... Again, I say um, I feel sorry for his family, um, especially his daughter, because kids are innocent. She doesn't know that to the extent of who and what her father has done. Um, I don't necessarily feel sorry for his fiance though, because if you decided to stay in this relationship with this man, so be it. Uh, I have no sympathy for you, honestly. Um, but for, like, his brothers and, and, and others that are in his life that, you know, again, everybody makes their own decisions. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, but I'm pretty sure there were plenty of people in his life that tried to steer him in the right direction or, or, or just get him away from what he was doing. But, again, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to TJ tonight. Give me your opinions. Give me your thoughts on what you think is going on or what, what you think happened with the situation. We're actually going to jump to the phone lines here. 336-601, you're on with TJ. Talk to me. How's it going, TJ? This is Paul calling from the Silicon Valley. Morning. <laughs> Welcome back, Marlon. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I had a had a few um, before I have to get out, and uh, definitely wanted to call in. Glad that uh, things have uh, are working out the way that you want. Um, definitely, it's awesome uh, the revelation that you had um, and the the peace and the guidance that you want to seek, you know, in your walk with Christ. So, definitely uh, salute that. Uh, to the utmost, and I uh, always, you know, I always wish you nothing but the absolute best because there's something special in store for you. Thank you so much, Marlon. I truly appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. But I totally disagree. (laughs) Well, it looks like we're picking up right where we left off. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, I, I, I won't go into a lot. Um, I, I'll just just a one one statement. All life is precious. Um, yep. It's it's a sad it's a sad situation. There's no win. There's nothing but loss. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that you know that can be changed, and and it's so unfortunate because death is permanent, mm-hmm. and that's the sad part. And that's the travesty. How it how it happened, you know, yes, definitely you want to know because of, you know, his friends saying that that wasn't his, his character, his demeanor to do such, what could have happened inside. 
there's there's a couple of things, and and definitely yes, he put himself into that situation. We are the product of our own decisions. So there there's I don't like saying that there's no sympathy, because I do have sympathy because I have compassion because I've lost a loved one, you know, who was senselessly murdered. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just to say you you ha- you don't have any sympathy because someone did something wrong. I just can't do that. It's just like the family who forgave the man, you know, of the Facebook shooting. You have to find forgiveness in your heart. Otherwise, you live yourself in turmoil because you can't let go. There's a thing of, you know, where, you know, it's biblical to say, you know, wait, don't, don't let me not quote myself exactly. Uh, I do believe this to say that, you know, to forgive but not to forget because, right. you know, we can we we don't have to forget what someone did wrong, but we can't forgive them. So I, I think that when you take that stance, it it makes things better. Because I think there's the, there's multiple things. Our corrective system in this country is one of the worst. It, it's it's supposed to be for rehabilitation, but it's not. There's so many mm-hmm. countries that have a better prison system where people go in and they get the help that they need and then they can come back out and be very productive in society. Our system isn't really built for that. It wasn't, that really wasn't its intent, and it's still not to this day, which it should be. And I think that it, it's, a, it's a circumstance that, that places you there, but that doesn't mean that you're the worst person in the world. That doesn't mean that you're just supposed to be thrown away. And, yes, what he did was heinous, whether he, like you said, whether he pulled the trigger or not or he knew who did, uh, he was the, the reason why someone was, was, was murdered. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you should just be completely thrown away, that you're, not a, you, you're just a lost cause, because that's not true. I mean, if, definitely if people are Christians, if they believe in Christ, there's plenty of examples of people who were bad in in the Bible that were ended up being very, very good people, apostles, you know. So you you've got to have sympathy. In 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 the definition of the word, there's there's an amount in there that you can have sympathy. It's easy to say I don't have sympathy or compassion. Especially when it's somebody at a distance. The one biggest thing that a lot of people don't look at is like, what if that was my brother, my father, exactly. my uncle, sister, my cousin, my mom? This that that feeling is totally different. And and what we do as a society, we judge from a distance. Oh, some people say, I well, I'm not judging. It's just my opinion. Okay, well. Your opinion is overly aggressive for someone. Mm-hmm. That, in that sense, is almost judging. Not you particularly. I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that it's a sad situation all around. No one wins. There's only loss. And definitely, like you said, the, his daughter is very innocent now. She'll never know. Even if she would have grown up at least knowing him, that would have been something positive. And I just. To me, the way people react um, just in such harsh ways, and, again, because they're doing it from a distance because it's not really affecting them personally, 
it's easy to throw stones when you're at a distance. But mm-hmm. when that is turned around on you, you have a different perspective. Right, and and I agree. I agree with that. Um, but you know, I, the way I feel about it, Marlon, um, I actually do put myself in the position of if that were my brother. You know, if Ode and Lloyd were my brother, if the two gentlemen were were related to me, and um, again, it's you know when I say that I don't have sympathy for him. Uh, like I said, when I heard of the situation, when I heard that he was died, of, of course there's a there's a there's a part of me that's like, dang, you know, this is just a sad situation all the way around. It really is. Exactly. And, you know, you have to – you're right. I think you, you have to be a, a robot or nothing not to feel any kind of, like you said, compassion or maybe sympathy or something for a person when they lose their when – when life is lost. But I guess what I'm saying is that there's no – there's no extra there's no extra empathy for him because true you are you are very right anybody can change that's that's the purpose um i think uh, like you said with being a christian um you, we know that god can change anyone so i'm not to say right. so that's not to say that you know further down the line you know god could have restored his heart or his mind or whatever um but now we'll never know your own life you know you were strong enough and you were man enough to to sit up there and take the life of Odin Lloyd you were strong enough to take the lives of these two other individuals you know you were strong and and and, and bad to shoot this man in his face you know when you thought he was going to tell on you there there are like four or five other incidents where um, it's either been attempted murder or, you know, just possession of a firearm. There are some evil souls in this world. I don't know if you believe that. Oh, I truly believe that there are some evil souls in this world that can that that redemption and and may not be possible for them. But that's not for me to judge. You're right. That's absolutely. not for me to judge. But there are some evil souls in this world. And um, anytime you have a person that continuously finds themselves in these types of situations, I right. I I. I can't tell um, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, don't, I just, don't, that's... yeah don't, don't, don't take, don't, don't understand me incorrectly. I mean, he, he, he stood trial for his, his, his crimes. And I completely mm-hmm. agree with our judicial system when it works, when it's supposed to, when it works like it's supposed to. And for the things that he didn't get charged for that he did, he'll pay for those as well. Right. My thing is, is again, is just how people, like I said, just from a distance, you know, just like try to have like, oh, just throw that hard stone, like that's what he deserves, and you know, mm-hmm. the mocking and whatnot. It's like, man, yeah, you know, the the whole thing about it is, we all are only a smidget away from being a bad person. One, just one little decision, one wrong decision, you never know how it could be a trickle effect. And you can yep. be in, in that cell yourself, you know, and, and, and people just don't think about that because hey, I'm not perfect. I know I'm not. I've been, I've done things wrong. I've done things that are, that are incorrect, you know, mm-hmm. towards the, towards the judicial system. And, um, but, you know, I, it could have been worse. Easily, I could have been in the worst situation, right. you know, but I, I had the conscience of mind at the time to stop and say, you know what, I don't need to go down this road. I need mm-hmm. to go down a better road. But because I, I was able to do that, sometimes people aren't, and sometimes they slip too far before they realize it. And, mm-hmm. and it is a travesty. That part is a travesty, and it's a shame 
that, um, you know, he wasn't able to reconcile for his for his wrong or, or anyone. Not ju- it's, it's not just about Aaron Hernandez. It's about anyone that's in the judicial system right now, anyone, you know, um, in or out. Have that opportunity to reconcile your wrong. I think everyone deserves that. And, you know, just a, an ounce, you know, an ounce of compassion is worth mm-hmm. more than anything. You know, even if you don't have to have a lot, you don't have to have a ton, but just an ounce, you know, because uh, it, it does say in the Bible that a grain of mustard seed, if you believe, mm-hmm. the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knew how small a mustard seed is, you know, just give people sometimes just just give people a little bit of 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 either help in in a in a way of giving them uh, encouragement in in some kind of fashion or just forgiving, you mm-hmm. know. And I don't I don't know. That's just me. Right. But I don't mean to take up your show. I know you got a ton to get to. And uh, it's been wonderful, you know, talking to you again. And and I hate that I've missed so many shows, but you know, of course, I've got a little bit of change in my in my uh, path as well. But uh, definitely, I want to be able to. If you're going to be back on from your normal time, I will be able to get in at least, you know, in the first hour uh, every now and then. So I'll, I'll definitely make that a a, a, a purpose, and then uh, maybe uh, work out something. Maybe I could co-host with you again. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. And thank you so much. Yes, we definitely missed hearing from you. But I tell you that uh, when I was on for that one hour, 60 minutes goes by like six, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> but, yes, uh, but, uh keep keep doing your thing and definitely follow your heart, follow your dreams because, you know, you're destined for, for wonderful things. Believe in yourself and uh, you'll get there. Go Giants. The King. Representing up two zero, and uh, man, I'm hyped for the draft next week, and uh, I'm stoked. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Them Niners. Yes, exactly. And, and um, from what I'm hearing, the schedule comes out on next Thursday. So, I mean, um, no, no, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, the tomorrow. schedule comes out. Yes, yeah, schedule comes out tomorrow. So, ooh, these next couple of weeks is gonna uh, be on point. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, hey, football is is 365, so <laughs> we love it. We miss it. So uh, let's let's do this thing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking in, for squeezing in time to call in tonight. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. And you know, I've missed talking to you. And so, um, so and yes, and and congratulations and good luck to you in your new endeavors as well, Marlon. All right. You got it. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye now. Bye. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to TJ tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so you know what? With that, I want to go ahead and jump into a quick break because um, this song, I just thought it was kind of apropos here for for what we've been talking about. But still, hit me up on on Facebook. Call me up if you want to talk about uh, the Aaron Hernandez situation. Again, I, I just posed the question, suicide or murder? What do you think? Uh, But hit me up, all right? So we're going to jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we will dive into uh, NBA. 
The playoffs, they are in full swing. What do you think? Who will upset? Who is punching their ticket into the second round? We will hear from the coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. He did that, and his team is sticking behind him. All of that and so much more coming up right after the break. This is TJ, LL Sports 2. Life. 
rather die than be trapped in the living hell. They got me trapped. Seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to TJ tonight. I got so engrossed in Facebook and my conversation, I forgot to come back to y'all. But hey, I'm doing it. Okay, uh, multitasking. I can do it. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. So yes, I was talking to my Facebook people here. Everybody tuning in. Thank you so much for the dialogue. I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, let's see, getting back to what Stagger said, he said uh, the Facebook killer, killer was a Q. Yes, he was. I saw him throwing throwing up the uh, the Q signs, educated and working, but snapped. Was it snapped, though? Was it? Did he snap? Um, I mean, you are upset with someone because they don't call you back, and your your reasoning is to go out and kill people? Uh, for those who may not be um, aware of what we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the, the individual who took to Facebook to murder someone, recorded it, and then posted it, um, posted it on Facebook. Now, I have had uh, some of my videos, I've gotten alerts that said that, you know, we can't post your video due to maybe copyright. Okay, well, you know, sometimes when you're the songs or, you know, stuff that you use, some of the audio, I can understand that. But you mean to tell me you're going to, you know, you can censor me on, on that, but you can't censor somebody posting a murder on Facebook? I, I don't know. Don't, don't see how that's possible. But, um, but I mean, uh, even within snapping, those Stagger, that's, uh, that's your, like I said, that was your remedy to, to the girl not calling you back? Just go out and kill somebody? I don't know. It's the world we're living in. But stay tuned. Stay tuned because um, that will be part of the most motivational moment tonight. Um, let's see. Stagger says, Aaron Hernandez or Suge Knight? Uh, I think I may have missed some of the question there. Okay. But, uh, but yes, but please, definitely, everyone. Javi, what's going on? I see you. Janice, I think I see you. Are you tuning in? So shout out to Philly. I see y'all. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in on Facebook tonight. And get to the post. I want to hear your thoughts, okay? Get to the timeline. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. We're going to jump to NBA. As I said, the NBA playoffs, they are in full swing. So uh, real quick, I want to get to some news and notes. The NBA, they did rescind two technical fouls, one for Isaiah Thomas from for Sunday's game, one loss to the Bulls, and then they rescinded a technical foul for Bucks forward um, Giannis Antetokounmpo um, in Saturday's game over the uh, the Raptors. So those two um, technical fouls have been rescinded. All right, so let's get to Phil Jackson, the Zen. What's going on with Phil? Is he trying to get fired? Is that what it is? I think I heard that if he were to quit, that he wouldn't get his, um, you know, outrageous uh, salary. And what is he making, like $14 million a year just to totally mess up the Knicks organization? But, uh, but he needs to – they need to do something, whether it's Dolan that needs to let go of Phil or if the owners of the NBA need to, to, to get a, 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 a coup. Coupe de Gras, would you call that, and get Dolan out of uh, ownership for the Knicks. You know, they did it with Donald Sterling. I think it can be done with Dolan. But the Knicks organization, they are just truly dysfunctional right now. And Phil Jackson, he took – 
they had, um, you know, how the players, once the season is over, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, you have your exit interviews. Well, Bill Jackson and Carmelo Anthony, they had their exit interview. And you would think that with the positions that Phil has held, you know, being a superstar coach for the dynasty of the Bulls and the Lakers, you would think he would know how to hold himself um, when it comes to press conferences and such. Again, I don't know if the man's trying to get fired or if he just doesn't care, but um, I just felt that he has been disrespectful to Carmelo Anthony um, this season alone, um, just the worst, but over his tenure there. But when he took to the podium for, um, uh, you know, speaking to the media after the meeting with Carmelo, I just think that he has definitely crossed the line. If you missed it, let's take a listen at what Phil had to say. Here we go. We've not been able to win with him on the court at this time, and I think the direction with our team is that he is a player that would be better off somewhere else and using his talent somewhere where he can win or chase that championship. Three four seven. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to TJ again. That was Phil Jackson speaking to the media after his um, meeting one on one with Carmelo Anthony. You know, basically just saying that, you know, we can't win with Carmelo, and he really just needs to let us move in a different direction if his thoughts or his, um, you know, desires are to chase a ring. Well, why else do you play? Well, okay, let me take that back because there are some players in the league they could care less if they go to the go to the finals, if they make it to the postseason or whatever. They're just happy getting a check. But your superstars, let's be honest, they want to win the ring. They want that that um, validation of having a championship under their belt on their resume. So to say that you know if his desire is to go chase a ring, then you know I just really think it'd be better he'd be better off somewhere else. Is this the same? It feels sick. I mean, is that a possibility? Am I missing something here? Because this cannot be the, the Phil Jackson that, you know, I so loved and adored when he was the, the coach for the for my Chicago Bulls. Is this how he you – know, I dare to say that he treated Scottie Pippen or Michael Jordan or Horace Grant like this, uh, Dennis Rodman and all his antics. Um, so what is the deal? Uh, I just don't understand Phil Jackson and how he could just be so blatantly – um, blatantly irresponsible like this and inconsiderate. Um, I'm just very and, and highly disappointed in Phil Jackson right now. So we all know that Carmelo Anthony, he has what's called a no-trade clause. So basically it's up to him if he wants to stay with the Knicks or if he does want to move on. You know, a part of me hopes that Carmelo doesn't leave and he just makes it, you know, miserable, a living hell for Phil as long as he is, you know, the – um the GM there, but then I know Carmelo won't be won't be happy. Um, but we also know that Carmelo's going through his own issues. You know, he done went and got somebody pregnant. They say it's a stripper. Come on, Carmelo. Got to be more careful than that. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get in his personal life until I get the facts. <laughs> not going to speculate. But uh, But seriously, you know, I just think that Carmelo has given too much to the Knicks. Uh, now, they they need to give him a team. You know, they got that Christoph Porzingis dude. Um, we all know that Derrick Rose and Joe Kim know they're really not adding anything to, to the Knicks roster. But they have a, a core that they can build around. 
just get Carmelo and Przingis some help, and you, the, the Knicks might could be relevant again. But just to blast him like he's done just this entire season, I just don't. I don't know who this Phil Jackson is, and I definitely don't like him. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Um. So, like I said, this was after Jackson and Anthony met. This was last Thursday. They had their one-on-one. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this how this goes. But one thing I will say, I do commend Christoph Porzingis because he skipped his exit interview. He was like, I'm not having this anymore. This dysfunction is for y'all. I'm going back to my native country. Um, I'll see y'all when I have to see y'all. So I thought that was a good power move um, Power move there for, for Porzingis. All right, so let's move to the actual playoffs and let's get into each series, where they are and where they are going. So we'll start off in the East uh, first, the number one Celtics going up against the Bulls. First off, let's talk about the tragedy that happened um, in the life of Isaiah Thomas, um, the guard for for the Boston Celtics. He lost his baby sister on um, Saturday. Saturday morning, she was killed in a one-car accident, and this was in the um, Tacoma, um, D.C. area. So uh, her name, China Thomas, she was the daughter of Isaiah Thomas's father, James, and um, his stepmother, Lenita. And um, they say that, you know, they were really close, Isaiah and his sister, China. Um, they said that, you know, when they were younger, they would go to um, their father's job. He worked at a, a mission downtown, and they would go with him to work and, and help out, um, you know, with their father. But they said that, that you know, the two were very extremely close. Um, they say that she died at the scene of the accident. This was on Interstate 5 um, in Federal Way, Washington. And, again, um, China Thomas, that's her name, um, she was only 22 years old at the age of her death. Um, sources say that um, that basically what happened was her car, this was around 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. Um, she was driving southbound on Interstate 5. This was near um, South 288th Street. Witnesses say that they saw her car, a 1998 Toyota Camry. Um, it was driving normal at first, and then it just started to drift very casually onto the left shoulder of the road. This is according to State Patrolman Trooper Nick King. Um, they said that the car traveled about 50 feet partially off of the roadway until it hit a Jersey barrier. Then they said that the car vaulted, um, it vaulted into the uh, air and spun and hit head-on into a signpost uh, where the car came to rest atop of the barrier, and unfortunately China was not wearing a seatbelt. Um, they say that uh, on China's Facebook post, I'm sorry, her Facebook page, which of course has been um, removed now, it listed her as a package handler for Federal Express and that she was a former student at Tacoma School of the Arts. So just, you know, when you're reading the, you know, the things and what they're saying happened, to say that the car, you know, she was driving normally and then it kind of slowly drift, that only gives me the thought that maybe she fell asleep behind the wheel and then the car crashed. Uh, but, again, she was not wearing her seatbelt, and she did um, perish at the scene of the accident. Um, we all know that Isaiah Thomas, he did decide to play in the game on Sunday, which was one day after hearing of his of his um, sister's death, and then he did play in the game last night. Um, in game one, he gave, you know, I have to say, just a, a valiant effort um, 
he was 10 of 18 for shooting, had six assists. Um, he did play, you know, 38 minutes. Um, I think he had like 20-some points in game one, but you could tell he was definitely um, – just overcome with emotion. He was crying all before the game. Um, he was crying during the, uh, you know, national anthem when they came out, when they, uh, you know, said the name of the of the players. He was visibly emotional. Um, but he, you know, like I said, he gave it a very valiant effort and um, did he he did his part, you know, for the um, for the team. But they did uh, lose to the Bulls, 106-102 in Game One. And then, like I said last night. Um, Bulls, we have we now have a 2-0 lead in the series. Series we beat the Celtics 111 to 97 last night. Now Boston guard Marcus Smart, uh, he was not very smart last night. Um, he gave the fan the middle finger. Now who gives their own fans the middle finger? You supposed to not that you're supposed to do it at all. But if you're going to do it, why don't you give it to the opposing fans and then you do it when you when you're walking off the court, not during the game where all the cameras can see you. But, yeah, so he gave the fan a middle finger um, and then put his finger up to his mouth telling the fan to be quiet. Well, that little gesture cost him $25,000, so I hope it was worth it. You might want to tape your fingers together in the next game, Marcus. <laughs> oh, no, maybe it'll help that they're going to be in Chicago. But, uh, my goodness, if you do your own fans like that, ain't no telling what are you going to do to the Chicago fans. But you better be careful, boy. Chi-Town, we don't play that. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, though, that's what I said. It's just a little bittersweet that, that my Bulls are doing so well because, again, you just hate to hear of, of the, the travesty and just the tragedy that um, that has happened to Isaiah Thomas. But like I said, I can understand the play of Isaiah. But, again, he's been doing very well. It's his teammates that I'm just surprised are not picking up the slack for him. And the Bulls. Let me just say, I, like I said, I'm the first one. I I will admit I did not have high hopes for my team because if you watch the Bulls during the regular season, we just look like we look like the the Dallas Cowboys. An accident waiting to happen. You know, we were having the animosity between our own teammates. Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade had called out the whole team when we blew what was it like a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter in a game, and they were frustrated. They took to the media, and then you know Rondo he called himself you know trying to check them saying that, you know, his his big three wouldn't have done that in, in Boston. Well, they're not your big three. But whatever happened, you know, I, I might be – shouldn't be too sad that it happened because whatever happened, it's, they started to click. And they've been doing good heading into the postseason. But if the Bulls continue to play like this, better watch out. Watch out, Washington. Because, I mean, the way we were just moving the ball, um, shots were going in. Like I said at the beginning, we are not a, sh- a three-point shooting team. Uh, like I said, if we're not second to the last, we're last in, sh- in three-point shooting. But the shots were just falling. But just the ball movement and Rondo, that's the Rondo that we were hoping to get. Um, I think it was Kenny Smith on the set on Inside the NBA last night that if you just give Rondo a plan, give him a game plan and let him play his game, this is the, the the results that you'll get. So Fred Harburg, note to self: Let Rondo go, okay? Let my people go. <laughs> I felt like Martin Lawrence last night in uh, what was that? Uh, Bad Boys One? No, not Martin Lawrence, but but um, Will Smith, his character. When when Martin was driving the fat, driving the the car, and then he went through the the little cylinder thing, the little little small cylinder, and he said, "That's how you drive." Bulls, that's how you play. That, that's how I want to see you play. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Getting a little excited. The Bulls, they, they actually trying to do something. They 
me proud. But tomorrow night, I mean, uh, Friday night, we'll see. Get home. Let's make sure that this that this momentum stays up. But if we win third, if we win Friday in game three, come on, second round. I'm, I'm ready. All right, so then we got the next series, the Cavaliers and the Pacers. The Cavs, they are up 2 nothing in that series. James in game two, uh, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 steals. Irving had 37 points, and Kevin Love had 27 points. He was 6 of 7 from the field goal, 12 of 12 from the free throw line. He had 11 rebounds. This was the first time that James, Irving, and Love all scored 25-plus points in the same playoff game. So kudos to them. Um, they beat the... Uh, Indiana Pacers only by one. It was 109-108 in game one, but um, it was a close game in game two. But the um, the Pacers, they need to get a little more chemistry. Their camaraderie doesn't seem to be uh, meshing when they need it to, to be the most. So they, they fell to the Cavaliers 117-111 to 111 in game two. Uh, game three for them um, Thursday night in Indiana. Then we have the Raptors and the Bucks. This series is tied. The Raptors. I don't know. They may just be a team kind of like, who do they remind me of? It's like they get to the playoffs, but then when they get there, they just don't seem to perform well. You know, it's just like that one curl that just don't quite curl right. Let's see, is there another team in the NBA that does? I mean, you know, that they're always in the playoffs. You know, they get there, but and you have hopes. You have high hopes for them. You know, you think that this might be their year. It Does that resemble – is it a team on the West Coast, I think? I don't know. It'll come to me. But, um, <laughs> yes, for all of everybody who listens to the show, Janelle um, always gets on to um, myself and my Aunt Lou for, for uh, being um, professional shade throwers. Yes, that was shade all day long for everybody listening. <laughs> I can't wait for my ladies to get on the line. But again, we have the Raptors and the Bucks. That series is tied 1-1. Uh, the Bucks they took Game One, 97 to 83, and then the Raptors came back last night. They won 106 to 100. The addition of Serge Ibaka is it's it's um it's good for the for the Raptors. But I mean, they're getting a lot of defense from him. But I don't know if it's just the Raptors or if it's how well the Bucks are playing. The Milwaukee Bucks give them a couple more years. Um, who is that, Jabari Parker, um, he, he, I don't think he's played a full season yet since he's been in the NBA, but let him get a good season under his belt. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, that boy is the truth. The Greek freak is just that. That man is tall, he is lanky, and his arms are like, what's that, the, uh, the elastic man? That man right there, y'all, I'm telling you, if you have not caught a game for the for the Milwaukee Bucks, you are missing a treat because they put on a show. I have to give it to them. So I think this is going to be a good series here, the Raptors and the Bucks. And then we have the four and the five, the Wizards and the Hawks. They are actually playing now, so I don't want to uh, ruin the score if anybody's got it recorded. Um, but the Wizards, they took game one. Uh, they won 114 to 107. And the last that I saw before I came on air, I know that the Hawks were losing. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But then their game three is Saturday right here in the ATL. So uh, hopefully the, the Hawks will at least make it a game, make it a series. But everybody is predicting that it will be the Washington Wizards and the Cleveland Cavaliers in in the Eastern Conference Finals. But like I said, you let my Bulls keep playing like this. What? We'll see you, King James. <laughs> 
347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight. I want to shout out everybody real quick here tuning in on Facebook Live. Stagger, thank you so much. Loving the dialogue there. Lawrence, that's my daddy. Tuning into the show. David Saunders, thank you so much. Ms. Rock, what's going on, Raquel? Sarah, my homegirl from the west side, from uh, San Fran. What's going on, Sarah? Thank you so much for tuning in. And Bo, what's going on? Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the show tonight. Like I said, don't be, don't be shy. Hit me up on, on the uh, timeline, on the post. Give me your thoughts on what we're talking about tonight. We already talked about Aaron Hernandez. Let me know what your thoughts about that and your thoughts on the NBA playoffs. Okay, so who do you think is going to be the upset uh, in the series, either East or East or West Coast? And uh, who do you have that's going to just be an automatic wrap going into the second round? All right, so let's go ahead and get to the West Side. So we have the Warriors and the Trailblazers. The Warriors, they lead their series 1-0. Game 2 is tonight in Golden State, but Golden State took game 1, 121-109. to Don't think that the Trailblazers were in it after halftime. Uh, But let's see, like I said, game 2 is tonight. This is the one I want to talk about, the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Number two going up against was the number uh, seven. So the Spurs they lead the series now two to nothing. Uh, they took game one one eleven to eighty two, pretty much a blowout. But game two, so the Spurs took it ninety six to eighty two after the game two win. Greg Popovich, coach for the um, for the San Antonio Spurs, he now has a league best. That was his 65th win in the first round under the current format, so since 1984. Um, so he uh, has the league best win, you know, wins overall in the first round. But Coach David Fisdale, have you heard that name? Do you know that name? Well, you might want to get to know him. He criticized the referees after game two, and I think he had very legitimate points. Um did he – well, I have no problem with what he did because, you know, the players can't stick up for themselves. You know, they they just like Ike Turner, want to find you, fine, $5 fine, $50,000 fine, you know, $25,000 fine. But David Fisdale, matter of fact, let's just hear what he had to say at the press conference. Let's just hear it from the horse's mouth. Uh, it was a very poorly officiated basketball game. Um, Zach Randolph, the most rugged guy in the game, had zero free throws, but somehow Kawhi Leonard had 19 free throws. First half, we shot 19 points, shots, 19 shots in the paint, and we had six free throws. They shot 11 times in the paint, and they had 23 free throws. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Overall, 35 times we shot the ball in the paint. We had 15 free throws for the game. They shot 18 times in a paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Explain it to me. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class, and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree, and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance. Take that for data. 
What? He said, take that for data. And, yes, that was him hitting the desk. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to TJ tonight. And that, as, um, as I mentioned, was audio from David Fisdale, the coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. And he was hot. He said, for the game, you could hear that passion. And you got to love any coach that is willing to, to stick up for his players that, um, that will, you know, that's willing to fight for what is right. And that is true. How can you have a team that does not play in the paint? Everybody knows that's that's the strong suit of the Memphis Grizzlies. They battle in the paint. And they don't they only got what was it, thirteen calls for the whole game and Kawhi Leonard, who is one a premier outside shooter. I mean he only goes in the lane when he has to and he had more more free throws total than the whole team itself. Come on now. it's one thing when it you know, you just have a bad officiating game, but when it's just blatant like that I'm not mad at Fisdale, but, you know, it did cost him $30,000. But kudos to the, to the team as well, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Mike Conley, he said that the players, they are all going to chip in and pay the $30,000 fine for Coach Fisdale. So kudos to the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll have to see, you know, if that transfers to the game. Um, game three is tomorrow night. It is in Memphis. So you hope that it's not one of those lopsided things where they start calling everything on San Antonio. You know, all you want and all Coach Fisdale is saying is give me a fair game. Give me a fair chance in this fight. You know, I already got to go up against the second-best team here in the West, uh, probably, probably the best, second-best team in the league. But, you know, I already have to go up against them. Don't make me play you too, meaning the referees. At least give my boys a, a fighting chance in this. And, uh, you know, nobody really thinks that the Grizzlies are going to upset the Spurs in this series, but we do want to see a fair fair fight. Um, so kudos to you, Fisdale. He can coach my squad anytime. That's what I'm talking about. Give me some passion. You want to sit up there, everybody want to be politically correct all the time. That boy, he was hot. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so that was, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Spurs and the Grizzlies. Then we have the Rocket and the Thunder. Mm, Lord have mercy, y'all. Hold on. <clears throat> I feel like I had to take a look. Y'all see my cup right there? See the cup? Mm. Okay. I had a frog in my throat. Okay, the Rockets and the Thunder. Now let's just hope that the Thunder, please let the Thunder come back and uh, play a good game. With the, they play tomorrow night, I believe it's their game too. The Rockets, they beat the Thunder 118-87. to yeah, it was supposed to be the matchup of the uh, the battle of the MVPs. Well, Russell Westbrook, he did his part. But it seemed like everybody else on the Thunder just didn't show up. But uh, James Harden and his supporting cast, they definitely showed up in game one. So, like I said, they beat the Thunder 118-87. to um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, game two is tonight. Tonight's Wednesday. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm excited. But, yeah, so they play tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, they should be playing now. So let's just hope that the Thunder, did you see the outfit that Russell Westbrook walked into the stadium, uh, the arena with tonight? Yes. He is uh, He is a man that, that walks and, and dances to his, to his own beat. I don't know who, who's behind the sticks that's drumming it, but that's an individual. He's his own man for sure. But, yeah, so they play tonight, and then game three will be in OKC on Thursday. So, again, I said Thursday, Friday, I'm sorry. But, again, I hope that the Thunder, that uh, they at least bring their A game tonight. I, I do want to see a series. I don't want to see just blowouts, um, especially because Russell, he's just been too good this season, and I don't want anything to hinder his MVP chances. So, 
Let's go, Thunder. All right, then we had the Clippers and the Jazz. That series is tied. The Jazz, they stole one in L.A. They beat the Clippers 97-95 to on a um, game-winning shot from Joe Johnson. But the Clippers, they came back last night. Uh, it was still a close game. It was a good one, 99-91. to But the Clippers, they were able to pull it out. Everyone is saying that if the Clippers do not make it out of the first round, this, um, this series is a time to blow up the team. Uh, Coach Doc Rivers, he took to uh, the media yesterday and said that, you know, people are always so quick to say that if things aren't going right that you need to blow up the team. But, you know, he tried to equate it to the jazz of Carl Malone and John Stockton and them saying that, you know, people were trying to say that, they should have traded Stockton. They should have traded Carl Malone. But, you know, they kept the team together. They just keep kept putting pieces around them. And then they finally broke through and made it to the finals. They made it to the Western Finals. Now, mind you, um, they did have to go up against that uh, that that Superman, that, that uh, Teflon, that um, just the, the goat in, in my Chicago Bulls. But other than that, Maybe the maybe the Jazz could have could have gotten themselves a ring, but I don't feel too sorry for them. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, my Bulls always put a stop to that. But you know, just to say that you know the the, the Jazz they finally broke through and they made it to the finals, and so I guess the Doc is saying that you just got to keep this team together and keep them motivated, and they too will reach the promised land. The Clippers have had plenty of opportunities to get this ship righted and make a make a serious play for, you know, to represent the Western Western Conference. But I don't know. That window is slowly um I'm not gonna say slowly anymore. I think it's 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 um closing pretty quickly at this point. Because you've given you know, the San Antonio Spurs, they are always legitimate. Um and now you've given the Golden State Warriors with the addition of Kevin Durant, like I said, that window of opportunity is, is it's fleeting very fast, Doc. So maybe he's just, you know, positive energy. Keep hope alive. Um, he might just be saying that in order for, you know, the the ownership to, to keep him as the coach. Maybe they need to strip him of his GM duties and just have him focus on, on coaching the players and not trying to assemble the, um, the, the team as well. But if the Clippers lose this first round to the Utah Jazz, they really need to start um, questioning or um, reevaluating that roster. That's just me on the outside looking in. What do I know? But I know if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, somebody crazy. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to you, girl TJ tonight. All right. So, so like I said, um, that's that's pretty much the, the the wrap up of the NBA playoffs so far. So which which series do you have with the upset? Um I'm gonna call it an upset only because we're the eighth seed going against the number one seed, but I do believe that my Bulls should pull out this um this series against the uh against the Celtics. I don't I mean all we have to win um we just have to win what, two more games? So we're going home for two we're pretty good at we're pretty good at home, but again, it's just the mentality, it's the mindset. If my Bulls come out playing like they have these last two games, there should be no reason why we can go ahead and wrap this up um, in Chicago. So, not really much of an upset, but I'm calling this as an upset uh, because again, it's the number eight and the number one. So I do think that my Bulls will upset these Celtics 
And again, oh, and another thing I, I forgot to mention with the uh, the situation with Isaiah Thomas, the family said that they are going to hold off on funeral services until, like, um, they didn't say until like this this series was over. But the arrangements and the and the um, the plans they are on hold because Isaiah Thomas does plan to be in attendance um, at the game on Friday. Uh, he was set to go home um, today after the game last night, but again, he will be in Chicago for the game on Friday, and like I said, the, the family has said that they will um, place the funeral arrangements for China um, on hold until um, Isaiah is, you know, they can work around his schedule. So um, I just thought that was pretty remarkable there that, um, you know, that they're that they're willing to do that. Um, just don't know if it's um, – you know, it's one thing to to go through it. Um, you know, God, I, I cannot imagine what it's like to lose a sibling. Um, so you have to feel that until, you know, there is that closure of having the funeral and just having that, you know, coming to grips with that part of, of, the, grief, of the bereavement, it has to just be weighing on him extra heavy at the games, during the games, and having to perform through it. So, um you know, I don't know if just, you know, the prolonging of it is going to be beneficial. But, again, just the fact, the simple fact that they're able to or are willing to to put the put the plans off, um, I do commend um, the Thomas family for that. And I definitely, um, you know, ask that everyone please keep that family and, and Isaiah in their prayers because this has to be, I, I don't know how he's doing it. I really don't. So um, kudos to you, Isaiah Thomas. But, um, so, yeah, so that's my upset in the East. And then for the West... Hmm. I don't necessarily see if I see of it. If if I do, no, I really don't see the Jazz pulling it out over the Clippers. Um, I really hope that the Clippers, you know, game one was just an aberration, and um, you know, they just kind of looked out on that last minute shot. But um, I don't see any upsets in the West coming out of um coming out of round one. So let's, so hit me up though. What do you think? Any upsets? What do you think? 347-826-7924. That's the number to call. Hit me up on Facebook Live or hit me up in the chat room. All right, y'all, so you know what time it is on your clock, on your wall, on your wrist, wherever you're looking. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a break. And then on the outside of this, yes, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. This is TJ, LL Sports Disney. I got 
That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Um, all right, so like I said before the break, it's time for the baddest lady in the land. When her pen hits that pad, yes, uh, it is time for the other LL of Ladies Love. It's time for Lucinda's lyrics. Uh, so, Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, Blog Talk Radio. It's NBA playoff time, and it ain't no jive. Everyone's fighting to survive. The West teams are stronger than the East. Some teams are playing like winning beats. San Antonio is beating Memphis 2-0. to zero. Will they pull it off? Only God knows. Two teams in the East are tied 2-0. to zero. Cleveland is one of them, and so is Chicago. Raptors and Bucks are tied 1-1, one to one. and so are the Clippers versus the Jazz. These teams are playing with so much class. Golden State beat Portland the first game. They they play later tonight and will do the same. We have two live games going on tonight. These players are in for a serious fight. Who will win the first round? Who will be knocked down? NBA playoffs, so exciting to see. 
everyone's watching, especially you and me. Oh, hey, Lou, you did that. You did that. Oh, I'm telling you, that's a rundown for the ages right there. Oh, let me tell you, somebody, y'all need to get to telling people. I need for everybody who is on Facebook Live, everybody who is on the phone lines and in the chat room, I need you to tell at least five people about the show. And then I need for you to tell them five about, uh, uh, tell another five, to tell another five. This, 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 um, this talent that we have on the show, I'm telling you. Hey, Lou, you did that. Well, thank you, darling. Well, thank you. Uh, I just want to say, I know, I, I, I think my Janelle is coming, right? Is she coming? <laughs> yes, she will, be, she will be live in living color with us tonight. What you got to say? I just want to say, you're just too excited, girl, because Chicago is two and two and zero. You know I had to put that up in there. <laughs> you're just so excited. Oh, just excited, just laughing. And I said, oh, my God, she's excited. They played all, they played bad all year, Jade, and now they're getting the playoffs, and they two and zero. Got a better record than the Clippers just for the moment. <laughs> It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I'm telling you, we're going into this race all right on point. We're going in there gelling. We're like, uh, what's the, the the foot insult that, that they sell on TV? Uh, the, the, the gels that you put in, inside your shoes to make you walk better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am excited. Now, Atlanta is struggling a little bit. Yes. Uh, again, still. Um, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, well I tell you what, we 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 won't prolong uh, we won't prolong this um, the inevitability of this inevitability. This yeah, that's a word I made it up. Let's go ahead and bring on the the um, the other the one third of this this trio here. Here we go. Six seven eight five zero eight. Come on in here and 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 talk to us. Okay. Oh, first off. How are you going to throw shade at my team right before you bring me on? What is that? And, oh, and Ms. Lucinda, that's all introduction. No, that is not an introduction. <laughs> Ms. Lucinda, let me say, fantastic job tonight. But I was waiting to hear you get on Tina because you know that was your team she was talking about when she was so slyly throwing shade before she brought you on. Well, she always throwing shade at my team, but you know, with with her football team, you know, I guess she she has she's entitled to throw a little shade team. because they were. No, I we in basketball. I'm just saying that your team was second place in the in the worst score. I mean, and they had the worst record. So you know, she's mm. happy because because mm. basketball is doing well. We're <laughs> not talking about football right now, okay? We can wait for football. Well, we, that's in the past. I'm just one that always talking about. We don't need to look in the past. We need to look in the future. We're talking about right It's funny that we're looking. At, I'm looking in the future, and my team is one to one, but that's temporary, okay? And then you know what? You need to have some exciting games. But I just want to say something. I'm just y'all get. So I just want to say something. Did Golden State play that first game or not? I give it to the Jazz. The Jazz was saying tough as they could, but Golden State pulled it out and showed them who the champs were. I mean, I watched that game. That was a serious game. Exciting, too. Wait, you talking about the Blazers? 
the Trailblazers and Golden State? Or are you talking yeah, about Jazz yeah, and your team? No, I'm talking about Golden State. The first oh, okay. thing. Yeah, that that was a blowout, oh, though. Lord. It's like you at least want the team was, to show up, maybe. It was a blowout at the, the very end, but they were tit t- for tat all night up until that last quarter. Oh, in my book. Hmm? But oh. see, the thing is, that's, that's the whole problem. When you play a game, you don't just play three quarters. You play four quarters. So, yeah, I, I'm with Tina. I don't like to see a blowout. I want to see both teams show up. I like to see a battle. Well. Yeah, you know, like when a team come back and hit a buzzer beater right there at the end of the game. Woo, that's a game right there. I'm, I'm sorry. That ain't what I meant to say. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm talking about she spit right in your face. Okay. But I want to say this. The Facebook killer, I ain't got to do nothing with sports, but the man was crazy. Mm. He was really yeah. crazy, taking all those lives and, you know, and and posting it and stuff. I mean, he just, uh, he died, he killed himself, but he took 13 lives in the process. That was too many lives. You know, innocent people. Yeah, that, that that's a tragedy. But did is was it ever confirmed that he did um, all those killings? Because I know that he mentioned that that he had left the bodies in a um like in a warehouse or something like that, but they never found them. Was it ever confirmed? I, I haven't heard it yet, but uh, you know, oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't yeah. heard it. What if it's just bad all the way around? Yeah, for it's a tragedy. Like you say, it's a tragedy, a travesty. The man will yeah. go around taking somebody's lives. Just, I mean, the the the, the man uh, went Easter hunting. I mean, he was going to East, going out on Easter Sunday and he, to kill that old man. Mm-hmm. I can see it's pretty It's pretty sad. Yeah. Definitely. Tina, can I um can I give a can I give a um shout out to somebody, please? Most definitely. Marlon, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for calling in today. I miss hearing that voice. And I miss you and Tina arguing, so I really appreciate you calling in tonight. <laughs> well, I am definitely sure he will appreciate that. And yes, we picked up right where we left off. He disagreed. Yes, with you did. Right when you said that, you when you said that, you meant that because I mean right where y'all left off. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> y'all can't yeah, agree on nothing except the 49ers. That's it. <laughs> you know, you're right. And then, and then sometimes it's, we still don't agree on that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, but I love him. I love him. Yeah. So, do y'all have any thoughts on the um, Aaron Hernandez situation? Or I'm trying very desperately um, because I know because I've been um, my fa- I've had family members that have been the victim, um, just like Marlon said, of of senseless um, actions of of um, things that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. I, I try very desperately to keep my opinion very um, non-judgmental, mm-hmm. but I I just can't. I, it's as hard as it is for me to say this because I usually am a very forgiving person. I can't forgive that when you senselessly take someone's life unnecessarily because you've lost your temper instead of talking out whatever issues you have with the person, I I, just, I have a problem with that. 
So now other people have to be affected because you want to be ignorant? No, I, I have no sympathy for you. And regardless to whether it was murder or whether it was suicide, um, he's exactly where he needs to be. Yeah. All right, Amber. Well, I just, like I told you, he was crazy. I don't know why no one didn't see it sooner. They didn't see it sooner, you know what I mean? But um, he deserved, I mean, I don't think he deserved to die taking his life. I think that, you know, he should have, someone should have taken his life. He should have died, you know, a horrific death or something, only because of what he did to other people. These are folks who just thinking they was going to go home the, the night that he killed them, and they didn't make it because he killed them, you know? I just have an issue with that. Okay. All right. So, um, and okay, and you spoke, you guys you spoke on one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Mm, I, now, see, I'm like you. You know I'm a skeptic, too. So sometimes mm-hmm. you say things, and I'll be like, see, Tina, I tried not to say that, but you're right. I feel that way, too. But it's very iffy. I can't, to be honest with you, I really can't answer that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just very peculiar. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just can't, I honestly can't say yes or no to that. I agree, and I think that's why I'm at, because there's just too many circumstances that could go either way. You know, like I said, when right. you hear about the, the, the items that were pushed up against the door so that, you know, the guards couldn't get in. Okay, well, only somebody from the inside could do that. Um, but then, you know, you have the, the, the agent, and then you have, you know, just the family members who said that he was just so excited you know, for the, you know, possibility of the, the appealment process. And, um, you know, he does right. he have a four-year-old daughter, um, you know, and my mom and I were talking about it today. And I think the just the timing is so coincidental. You know, five yes. days after you're acquitted. Now, maybe if it was five days after he was found guilty of the Odin yep. Lloyd murder, then, you know, I might mm-hmm. could, but he was just so smug and just so, you know, nonchalant and arrogant about that about that verdict. He's like, you know, man, who, who are y'all to put me in, in, in prison? So, you know, for him right. to get acquitted and then be emotionally just like, be able to emotionally release himself like that openly and then to kill himself, yeah, I think that might have been somebody yeah. who didn't like that, that, um, that, that decision, that acquittal. Exactly. Um, oh, you feel like it's just... Hernandez, the Patriot, the guy. You talking about him? Yes, Tina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, so how was he? Because I didn't, I didn't see. It. So when they told him that he was, he was, they found him not guilty. He was excited, elated, or what? He was emotional. He was emotional. He broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did, and that shocked me. Mm-hmm. It really did. It surprised me just for the for the total opposite of how he was um, at the Odin Lloyd trial. So. um so I was um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that, and then like I said, just to to see five days later, um, you know that you that you hang yourself. Um, honestly, I didn't see him as that type of individual either, because you know, to me, and kind of like getting back to the situation with the with the Facebook killer, um, you know, I think cowards they take that way out, and I just right. never in in everything that Aaron Hernandez did, I never saw him as a coward. I mean, you know, the way the, the way he strutted, and I mean, he strutted out when they when they took him in handcuffs, uh, when they arrested him for the murder of Odin Lloyd, he he looked like he still was on top of the world, and he's just always given that, you know, just that air of confidence and that air of, you know, just I am who I am and I am it, 
So uh, I, it just never would have dawned on me that he would have um, broken to the point to, to take his life. That's a, I guess that's another reason why I'm having a hard time. Right, and that's, that is the one of the hugest parts of this that's messing with me because he just his persona is not cowardice like that. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's too arrogant for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why it's messing with me so bad. Well, so y'all just think there was some some uh, shady dealings going on in in jail, and they probably killed him. Murder. It's a possibility. It's definitely, yeah, like I said, it's definitely a possibility because I watch too much TV. And, you know, even if it's a drama, drama is based on reality, okay? Uh So, you know, Oz, Sons of Anarchy, and then I watch First 48, and I watch the, uh, you know, Locked Up. You know, it can happen. These people ain't got nothing to lose, you know. Well, I don't know if he did, but why did he get involved with with these people? I mean, is he... Came from wealth, and you know he did, he wasn't lacking anything. Why did he get involved with the with the, the guy? Didn't he kill the, uh, the the drug uh, the guy that he was involved with? Supposedly helped him kill these people, or he was he was coming after the guy or something? I guess and he turned the man. Well, no, he um he basically masterminded every uh all of the murders that he's been involved in. So mm-hmm. and he didn't come from, you know, he didn't come from a, a well background. Um, you know, he, he did come from a two-parent home, but he lost his father okay. at the age of 16. And they right. said that once, he, once his dad died, that his, his, his life just kind of spiraled out of control. That's when he went to okay. drugs and he started hanging out with the bad, you know, bad crew and all of that. But yet and still, there's a difference between hanging out with the wrong people and smoking a lot of weed mm-hmm. versus your answer Killing. to any situation is to kill someone. That's two totally different, you know, right. two different right. ends of the spectrum that is for me. So true. Yeah, that and is and so like true. I said earlier, there's a lot of people, whether they're athletes, doctors, lawyers, garbage men, firemen, that come from rough backgrounds. Yes, you are mm-hmm. a product of your environment, but that don't mean you have to stay there. You know, and mm-hmm. he made it. Right. He made it to the NFL. He he had just signed a five-year, forty million dollar deal with the New England Patriots. I'm talking about the creme de la creme of the NFL. And they turn and you don't it have to steal. Five months later, you go and orchestrate a murder. And they turn their backs on them. Who? Those patriots? Uh-huh. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just, well, see, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I just, you know, I've been reading, I read an article today, and so that's what I was just. Just wanted a little bit more details because you know sometimes when people write articles, they basically give their personal opinion. Don't necessarily mean it's facts. You know what I mean? They kind of mm-hmm. veer towards whatever they're feeling about the person. <clears throat> so I don't know, but I just think that he's 27. He was young, you know, to yeah. to just go out like that. But even to choose that life life of crime, crime, you know, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I don't know. And he was a good looking guy. Wasn't bad, bad on the, wasn't sore on the eyes, eyes, you know what I mean? Wasn't bad looking. <laughs> yeah, really that's was. neither here nor there, but I got to give you that one, ain't Lou. Yes, that was a fine specimen. Yes, he was. Yeah, Are you crazy? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. He was crazy. So, he can have, look, if, if that's what, if being fine is that, he can keep that. Give me Uglo. Ugmo. I don't know, but. 
Mm-hmm. And then his, the girl, that fiance that took his name, but but they never got married. How you gonna be? Let me shut up. How you gonna ask somebody's last name and y'all didn't get married? She was a fiance with four y'all. She now was was she? I think she was she was black, wasn't she? No, she is. She she black. Yeah, she's black. Yeah, but, yeah, she's black, and the baby was yeah. cute and everything. But she stood by him. But I just don't know what was going on in his head. I really don't. He don't either. Now we'll never know. No, we won't unless they, unless they come up, unless somebody, you know, nobody was in jail to video, you know, because everything gets videoed. So, but it's just sad that, you know, a 27-year-old had to go out like that. Be yeah, it murder or um, you know. Tina, I want to hit on one more thing. I want to mm-hmm. hit on one more thing that you that you mentioned, um, the situation with Phil, Phil and Carmelo. Okay, Sue, um, I, like you, have never been more disappointed in Phil in his entire career. Um, we we both said that he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Let's just be real. But the thing mm-hmm. is, to disrespect, because that's exactly what it was, to disrespect a player in that fashion, because let, let's be honest, a majority of the players that are in the NBA are there because they want to ring. You know, everybody right. wants to make a name for themselves in addition to getting the money. That's true. However, in any other um, organization that he's been a part of when he's had issues with players, he's done everything he possibly could to work with that player and to get that player where they need to be in order for them to get what they're seeking, which is a ring. In mm-hmm. this case, he has done nothing but – um, dismantle the relationship that he had with him to start with. Um, not only that, I mean, to blatantly just tell him, hey, why don't you just go someplace else because I have no use for you, is ridiculous. Right. It's absolutely preposterous. I can't believe he did that, and I am so – that right there, he lost cool points with me on that one. Yeah, I agree I totally with you agree. on that one. I totally agree because I, I think he could have been more patient and, you know, just trying to pull him in. I mean, because he didn't get along with all these other players that he coached, you know what I mean? But he, he, right. he stayed, in there, stayed in there with them, you know what I mean? But he didn't give this guy in. Maybe he just didn't like him, you know what I mean? Maybe just – and maybe he might have judged him. He might have felt that he wasn't, you know – uh, well, honestly, I think it's a matter that I think it's a matter that Phil is just too stubborn and too bullheaded to realize that his way of um, thinking or maybe the plans that he wants to implement are not going to work with the with the staff and the um, the talent that he has. You know, it, he he was able to get a flunky coach um, mm-hmm. who you know is trying to implement a style of play that does not work for the the players that they have. You know, the triangle went out with Kobe and Shaq, okay? Nobody is running the triangle anymore. And if they are running the triangle, they're calling it something else. It's not, right. you know, it's not the triangle. It may be a form of the triangle or, or resembles the triangle. But that, that form of, of, of that style of play does not work for the team that is orchestrated there at the Knicks. And if you can't realize that and if you can't find a, a different form or a different method or a different, you know, scheme, that does work for your players, then somebody needs to go. Exactly. Whether it be the coach, the GM, or what? Go ahead. I personally feel like it needs to be Phil because, yeah. honestly, he, let's be real, he should not have taken that position in the first place. 
because he fought for years. He said, no, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And I don't know what changed his mind, but ever since he's been the in money, that position. <laughs> they paying that man $15 million to do nothing but, but destroy a team. But destroy a team. Million. Exactly. Well, somebody and, and did know, but it wasn't Phil. Someone did leave. It wasn't Phil. Who left? What did he say about Carmella? What did he say? Who left? Didn't he? Didn't they? Didn't they leave? The player left. They got rid of him. No. Since he said he needs to go on, or is he no, still Carmella's there? No, still there. No, no he's still there. Yeah. So he didn't. Yeah. Go and if on, I was Carmella, I would still stay. I would. I would make Phil leave. Phil, Phil Carmella yeah, was there way before Phil got there. Leave. Yeah. He has done. Well, he's been there long enough to have made a difference, and he has not done anything but um, make a situation that was already bad even worse. And the Knicks used to be contenders. They used to be, you know, they. It used to be that you couldn't say anything about the East without saying something about the Knicks. Well, Janelle, I ain't gonna go that far because you know they've only been in the playoffs. <laughs> Carmelo's only been in the playoffs twice. So okay, they've been I'm irrelevant more. They've been irrelevant longer been than they've been I'm, relevant. Okay, I'm not talking about since Carmelo's been there. I'm talking about before that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, talk, okay, definitely. Yeah, it, it used to be that you know they were they were like uh, they like were um, in the playoffs all the time, like the Bulls were, like the Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons were. They were you know they used to be contenders, and now he's made it so that I promise you it's going to be years before they even look at a playoff. Yeah, that's like true. But in that instance, in that instance, they need to get rid of Dolan. They need to get rid of the owner because since he, since Mike uh, Dolan has been in charge, they've been irrelevant, and that's plus what fifteen plus years now. So it, it goes beyond field with that with the irrelevancy. But as a if I were a Knicks fan, I would um, I would just go to games and just stand in the middle of the court. <laughs> 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 Tina, you a mess. That's all I'm saying. You a mess. Yeah. And she said it can't hurt. It can't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, You guys got what I said. I said that the West was better than the East. Nobody commented on that. I was waiting for it. Sometimes I say stuff just to get a reaction. I didn't even get one tonight. We can't give you a reaction to something that we already know is true. Exactly. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just like saying the sky is blue when it, you know, when it ain't right. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, girls, y'all honest. I like that. I like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> As always, so great conversation, <laughs> ladies. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I, I see you did excellent, and I'm so glad we're back on two hours. Now, we're back on two hours for good, right? At least until something else come up. Yes, ma'am. Two hours until, uh, you know, until I get the schedule. And then it'll only be for okay. like four or six weeks at a time. So, But I would definitely keep you all posted. But, yes, we're back, 8 o'clock every Wednesday. All thank right. you. Thank you. All right. And Janelle, you you all right too? You doing all right? Everything's okay? Well, I'm I'm here. Let me just say that. I'm here. This weekend was um a little bit more rough than what I had anticipated, but we're surviving. Thanks so much for asking. 
Oh, you were girl. You know we've been praying for you, but I know you're gonna be you. You're gonna be all right. It's just good to hear your voice. Yes, ma'am. It's good to hear your voice too. Even though y'all yes. like to throw shade, I appreciate the shade too. <laughs> it's all in love. It's all in love. It really is. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, until next time. Same okay. back channel, same back place. That's right. And you keep doing what you're doing, Tina. You're doing well. And eventually we're going to be on TV. I'm waiting on the TV show, Facebookers. I need you to agree with me. I need to hear from you, all right? Okay. All right, now. It's been put out there. The bad signal has been has been lifted. All right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Until next time. Okay. Bye, Good honey. Time. Bye, ladies. Bye, <laughs> Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to TJ on LL Sports Two, and that is the ladies of sports. All right, giving it to you how we always do. All right, so let's see. Um, I do want to mention real quick um, that the NFL family they did lose a just a pioneer when it comes to um, why we have so much uh, diversity in the NFL as far as um, you know black um, or people of color and um, ownership, not ownership positions, but, you know, at least in um, higher management and coaching. Dan Rooney, um, he passed away last week. Um, He died at the age of 84, um, 1932, 2017. Um, He was appointed, let's see, Dan Rooney was the son of Art Rooney, who founded the 19, um, who founded the Steelers in 1933. But Dan Rooney, he began working with the team back in 1955. He was appointed president over the Steelers in 1975, and he held that position all the way to uh, 2003. And Rooney, he was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame back in um, 2000, and he was elected to the Pittsburgh Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2011. So, um, if you know, if you know that name. Rooney. Um, It is associated with the Rooney Rule, and yes, that is him. He helped implement um, that that rule, and basically it's just that any time that there is a position open, whether it's a coaching position or a front office position in the NFL, every team must, um, you must interview um, people of color for that position. Now, a lot of people say that it's kind of counterproductive because you you could just bring people in just to be bringing them in to fit the quota, and then it could look bad on certain individuals if they keep coming in for interviews but nobody, you know, is selecting them for the roles. But I don't really think that that has happened over the years that this that this um, rule has been in, in place, and we have seen a large amount of African-American, especially coaches in the NFL, that have been very successful. So, again, um, just keep the Rooney family in our prayers and just, um, you know, always just remember to um, – you know, not all owners are all about, you know, just themselves and, and making money. There there are some owners that are out there to help the players, help the um help grow the organization of the NFL. So definitely wanna um shout out to that. And uh if anybody missed it, the Patriots, they went to the White House today to you know, get acknowledgement from from the president. Um one thing that I did learn today, Donald Trump does not know anything about sports. No, he doesn't. He just he reads from a from a piece of paper and tries to put uh, you know influx on a certain word. He did not know what he was talking about. Um, and when it came to the plays and the Super Bowl, 
you know, he didn't realize that some of the people that he was shouting out, he named some names, he was looking for them in the crowd, they weren't there. So, yeah, Donald, it's, uh, it's your first go around, though, so at least it was the people that you know and like that, that, that you, um, you know, had in the White House with you. So hopefully other teams will, you know, championship teams. Uh, I know the Clemson Tigers, they are set, um, you know, they're a championship team as, long, as well as the, um, was it uh, the women's, women's team that won, um, gosh, I can't think of it, South Carolina. South Carolina women's team, they won the championship as well. So we'll see if they are extended an invitation, and then we will also see, well, South Carolina, they've already said that that they will accept um, if they are offered the invitation to the White House. All right. So with that, let's see. Let's go ahead. We'll get to Wednesday Wikipedia. Not much happening in the world of sports, but there is a little bit. So let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, Today, April the 19th. In 1960, baseball uniforms began displaying players' names on the back. In 1998, the Philadelphia 76ers retired Julius Irving's number six before a home game, and a Dr. J statue was also unveiled. And then in 1992, Michael Jordan, he won his sixth consecutive NBA scoring title with an average of 30.1 points. All right, so that is your Wednesday Wikipedia for April the 19th. Don't forget, next Thursday is the draft, so we will be talking about that next week definitely. And tomorrow, the NFL schedule will be revealed. Everybody get your plans together. Okay, get your money together and everything for, for your trips and all, all that good stuff. I know we'll be planning um, away trips and all that, so cannot wait. And also congratulations to Serena Williams. She announced today on Snapchat that she is 20 weeks pregnant. So shout out to you, Serena. That deserves my shout out. All right, y'all. So that's going to do it for this week. Yes, the two hours, they are gone. So we'll be back next Wednesday when 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There are several ways to join me. Let me go ahead and tell you how. One, you can pick up your telephone, dial 347-826-7924, or you can log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 Matter of fact, I forgot to shout out everybody. I'm just so excited. So let me do that as well. <laughs> I want to shout out to everybody listening in um, online, listening in in the chat room. Thank you so much. And everybody on the phone lines, 661-670-678-508-678-926. That's my daddy. Hey, daddy. 404-284-770-896-678-898 and 336- um, 601. As I say uh, each and every week, now I can say it again, whether you listen 20 minutes or the whole two hours, I truly appreciate the support. And as I said, make sure if you're listening in on Facebook, if you're tuning in on the phone lines, tell five friends and then have those five friends tell five friends. Make sure to like the post. Make sure to share the videos. Let's get this thing nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. Okay. I always like that commercial. <laughs> All right, so like I said, um, again, Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 347-826-7924, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or hit me up on Facebook, Tina D. Jackson. That's where you find me, you friend me, I tag you. That's how this relationship goes. It's just that simple, y'all. All right, let's see. Artist who celebrated a birthday, I mentioned it, Luther Vandross, so his birthday would have been tomorrow. He was born 1951, and we lost him 2015. Can you believe it, y'all? It's already been 12 years. Um, birthdays today, Maria Sharapova turns 30. Suge Knight, yes. 
Suge Knight, he turns 52. Um, actress Ashley Judge, he turns 49. Kelly uh, Olenek, uh, he turns 26. Candace Parker of the WNBA, she turns 31. And Troy Palamalu, former safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he turns 36. So happy birthday to all of them today. Of course, great big shout-out to my main fan there, Mr. Silicon Valley. Welcome back tonight, Marlon. And as I said, we picked up right where we left off. We do not. You know, we, I think it's it's more uh, rare if we do agree. <laughs> but shout-out to him. Thank you so much for taking time to call in. I'm glad we're back on at 8, so it gives him an opportunity to talk to us because, yes, we do miss him when we don't hear from him. Of course, ain't Lou for bringing the strength once again. If you miss Lucinda's lyrics tonight, I'm telling you, that's one of the best rundowns you will ever hear, okay, because she did that. And, of course, i got to give a great big shout-out to Janelle rounding out the um, – the triple threat that we have here on LL Sports too when we talk uh, talk sports. Ain't nothing like ladies talking sports, all right? And um, definitely I want to um, co-sign what uh, my Aunt Lou said. We are definitely still keeping you in our prayers, Janelle. And um, just, you know, we know it's not easy, but with everything time, heal all, heal all wounds. So just remember to um, think about the good times and keep the memories close to your heart, all right? We love you. And, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for all of your support, for everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2. I love you, Essie. All right, y'all, so that's going to do it. I'll be back next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you are in the place to be. So with that, it's only time for one more thing. Yes, you already know, today's motivational moment. You know that old saying, what is this world coming to? Well, with recent events that have occurred in the past year or so, from the mass killings of the church in South Carolina to the ambush of cop killings in Dallas, to a few months ago with this country electing Donald Trump as the president of the free world, to the most, to the most recent unspeakable tragedy just a few days ago, where a man driving down the street, consciously makes a decision to stop his car, exit his vehicle, approach a totally innocent stranger, ask him an irrelevant question, pull out a gun, and shoot a 78-year-old man in the head for no reason, but yet has the audacity to blame another individual for his cowardly, psychopathic actions all while recording the whole incident that he later has the ability to post to the national platform of Facebook. I think now more than ever, we can and need to ask the question, what is this world coming to? Now, I'm no psychic, nor do I claim to be a prophet, but I do know this country and this world are moving in the wrong direction. With all of the technology we have nowadays, you know, the, the ability to access, to have access to anyone in the world, celebrities, athletes, even your enemies. You can know where anyone is in the world at any given moment by either their ability to post it to a social media site or, or the government being able to ping your location through a device. But it seems that everything that was created for intentions for good are being turned against us and used for evil. The ability to be able to use a cell phone now is not to only talk to individuals, but it can be used so that you can take pictures, 
you are now able to record a special moment, you know, like a child's recital or the big play at a sporting game. The social media platforms of Instagram and Facebook, they were created so you can reunite with old high school friends or or stay in touch with loved ones who, who are long distance. Or to be able to share vacation moments, spread good news of a marriage or a baby. Or to be able to go live from a concert or to air live your very own sports show. It was not created nor intended to show kids beating up on each other or people being kidnapped and tortured. And it was not created to show someone being murdered. And we can't control what other individuals do, but we can control how we react and how we respond to what others do. By not engaging in the negative behavior, by not promoting or supporting the negative images, and by not celebrating the sickening actions. The moral compass of this country has got to change. People, we have to begin to love one another again, and more importantly, love ourselves. And we must get back to the simple basics of humanity. Love, honor, and respect. Otherwise, this world will come to an end. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourself, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Have a great rest of your week and a wonderful weekend. Still enjoy the NBA playoffs. They are fantastic. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Until then, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.